This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. The viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., ownership, management, sponsors, or website. When it comes to South Florida sports teams, very few in the media have witnessed, lived, and covered it like the Big O. Let's start the program dedicated to your favorite South Florida teams with a passion that's unmatched. The Big O Radio Show is on. Here's the Big O. All righty, all righty, all righty, all righty. Good afternoon on a Sunday. Yeah, baby. Seven days a week here on the uh, platform because we did a crypto show yesterday. For those of you, no crypto talk today, no nothing, just straight up dolphins, straight up. Uh, Christian Wilkins, dolphins talk. That's where we're going to do a quick one today. So I appreciate all of you already tuning in. Thank you, 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 thank you. As always, Sean Stanley, myself, uh, we thank you as always for supporting us here on the platform and make sure you support our crypto show so we can grow that show too at the same time. So we have the breaking news that uh, Jeremy Fowler has reported now and apparently... Tune's kind of changed, hasn't it now? Uh, you know, I don't want to take any, I don't mean to take any kind of shots or anything because I like Dan, but it's interesting. It says developments out of Indy. Several league sources expect Dolphins, Christian Wilkins to avoid franchise tag. Followers reporting Miami sources keep options open, but team bracing for star DT to hit free agency. That and much, much more from Dan Graziano and me. Now, I mentioned that only because Dan made it sound last week. He reported that Christian Wilkins was going to stay with the team one way or the other. And, you know, I had my trepidations about that. Uh, I like Dan a lot. I trust him. But I, I, what did I say? I have to see it to believe it, right? Those were, that was my quote throughout since Dan, when Dan Grazion reported, I said, look, I trust him, but I got to see it to believe it. Because I don't believe that Christian Wilkins was ever coming back. I've been telling you this for months now. It's over. It's over. You know, those of you that are hardcore and you follow the show, there was an interruption in the show earlier in the season. Anybody remember? Anyway, so um, as I, as I've been telling you throughout the year, he wanted Quinn and Williams money. And you can't pay him Quinn and Williams money. And we have to get to a point at times where we have to pull our emotions away from the situation. And this happens all the time, dude. I, I've been doing this for 34 years now. You know, when when you, when you got really excited about Ndamukong Su, I did not. Because you paid a guy that really is not a franchise-type player. He's a really good player. He's a complimentary player. But he's not a sack artist. He's really good against the run and stuff like that. But he's not a guy that, you know, he's not Aaron Donald or anything like that. And, and they, you're paying him quarterback money at that time. 
and it just didn't make any sense. And, I, and again, I had to fight with Dolphin fans about this because, of course, I'm Mr. Negative on that. And, you know, we've gotten th- we've gone through this before where the player that got the money that wasn't really deserving of the money. And this whole thing about, oh, they're not paying their own and all that. Dude, Sealer is their own. They're going to pay Tua. That's their own. They paid X for years. And by the way, compartmentalize the emotions. After the 10 interceptions, what did I say? Trade X now. But a lot of you fought me on that because you think the 10 interceptions are coming. And he had seven interceptions the three seasons following it. We have to we have to detach our emotions from these decisions at times because sometimes they are logical. And no matter what you think about the Wilkins situation, the one thing I told you from inside that building, they don't view him the way he views himself, the way some of you view him. Because I've heard, you know, people on radio, I've seen the articles. I, I've seen the people, oh, he's the heart and soul. He makes the defense go round and all that kind of garbage. And he's another good player. And you can go, and now that it, now that they're going to let him go officially, now it's the job of Greer, Marvin Allen, and Reggie McKenzie to replace him. That's all. That's it. That's the responsibility. And I have no problem. I think they'll do it. Look, folks, you can't pay Zach Sealer just under $11 million, right? Okay? With with signing bonus and all, it's 10-something, 11 million, whatever it is throughout the life of the contract. They both played 17 games, Sealer and Wilkins. Wilkins had 38 solo tackles to Sealer's 32. Sealer had 31 assisted tackles. Wilkins had 27. Sealer had 10 sacks. Wilkins had 9. Sealer had 11 tackles for losses. Wilkins had 10. Zach Sealer had an interception. Wilkins did not. Zach Sealer had a touchdown. Wilkins did not. You cannot pay somebody 25 million, maybe 25 million plus. I don't know what he wants now. And he produces less, slightly less than Zach Sealer. Okay. And as I've mentioned before, because I think we need to mention this over and over again, okay, let's go over Christian Wilkins' stats, all right? Let's go over his game log, all right? Every game this season, let's do that. Are you ready? Here we go. He ended up with... The, uh, the 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 nine sacks we talked about, right? All right, he got one against Buffalo. He got half a sack against the Jets. He got a sack against Tennessee. He got two more against the Jets. That's two and a half sacks against one of the worst line in football. He picked up another sack against New England, another terrible offensive line. He picks up two more sacks against Carolina, an absolutely terrible offensive line. The Giants. Half a sack on that one. And New England, another bad team. So as you can see, he piled on the sacks between the Jets, between New England, and Carolina. That's where he picked up most of his sacks 
against some of the worst teams in the league. So I ask you, did he get any sacks, let's say, uh, against Buffalo in the first go-around? No. Did he get anything against Philadelphia? No. Did he get anything against Kansas City? No. Did he get anything? The Raiders aren't even nothing, but whatever. Uh, Dallas? No. Baltimore? No. Kansas City in the playoffs? No. In fact, he didn't even have a solo tackle against Kansas City. And then here's the other factor, okay? When you pay a player top-level money like he wants right up there, because he's going to want it now because he got, he got the sacks. You know, People don't really look at where the sacks came from. So now you want to pay top level, right? That's what you want as a player. That's what you want as an agent. So let me ask you question number three, right? We compared with Sealer. We talked about the reality of those sacks. One more thing for those of you that don't watch every day. Do you game plan for Christian Wilkins? Because if I'm going to pay you, you know, an enormous I mean, a crazy amount of salary compared to Christian Wilkins. I mean, compared to Zach Sealer. And you can't produce, you know, a lot more than Sealer. And does any offense say we got a game plan for him? Or do they say we got a game plan for Chubb? Maybe even Phillips. Maybe even Jalen Ramsey. You game plan for Jason Taylor. You game plan for Sam Madison and Pat Sertan. When X is at his prime, you game plan for him. You don't game plan for Wilkins. Nobody, nobody fears Christian Wilkins. That's the problem. Nobody fears Christian Wilkins. Apparently, only some of you Dolphin fans fear losing him. Like you're losing this incredible player. And yeah, he's a good player. But he's not an incredible player. He's not a franchise player. He's not a game-altering player. I've seen game-altering players. And Christian Wilkins is not a game-altering player. Yeah, he's a hustle player. He's a good player. But I can't pay you great money if you're a really good player. Sometimes you have to draw the line and you have to have discipline. And that's something I think that I give actually Chris Greer a hell of a lot more credit than a lot of you out there who have no discipline and you want to pay in Dominican Sioux and you know, shit like that that's happened in the past. And those days are done, man. Those days are done. And if you're going to pay and take a chance, okay, I get the Armstead one. When he plays, he's elite. He changes everything. I've seen it. I've watched it. You know, if the guy's healthy, okay, so you get 11, 12, 13 games from the guy, you're lucky. You're going to get 11, 12, 13 games of excellence. So I kind of get the risk there, plus left tackles are hard to find and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of get that. But this one, I totally understand not paying. And there's a reason why for months and months and months I've been telling you, he's gone. They're not re-signing him. I, and the only... Remember, if you follow the show every day and you listen to the show and not just a segment here or an interview there, if you actually listen to the show, 
because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the show that doesn't go on in an interview. A lot of times the nuggets I drop aren't going in interviews. They're going on my own, on, on my own talk. You know, this, this is a situation that's been brewing for a while. And he was livid when he didn't get his contract last year. And he made it known inside the building. You just didn't see it publicly. That's all. That's it. But we got, we have to, we have to, you know, disconnect the emotional side of it because we love the player because he is a likable player. He's got a great attitude, a great work ethic, but he's not a great player. You know, he's not a great player. He's not the guy you fear. And to me, that's that's the players you fear Zonka and you fear Marino and you fear Mark Clayton and you fear Tyreek Hill. And, you know, you you fear these kind of players. Christian Wilkins has never Christian Wilkins never in his life has played like the moments I saw from Daryl Gardner. Never, ever, ever, ever. And Christian Wilkins is a better player than Daryl Gardner by miles. Not even close because Christian Wilkins is a true pro. He's going to play hard all the time. That was pro- that was Daryl Gardner's problem. He did not have the heart and the motor to play the game the right way every single down. But there were moments that when he wanted to take over a game, he took over a game. Christian Wilkins never takes over a game. And so you cannot pay a player that kind of money when they can't take over a game. I'll take my chances and I'll pay some other guys, but those kind of guys are the guys that really get to the quarterback, the guys that stop the wide receivers, the guys that score the touchdowns, the guy that the guy that throws the touchdowns. You know, there's five positions that I'm going crazy for. My quarterback, my left tackle, my pass rusher, my number one wide receiver, and my shutdown corners. Okay? So if I have elite-level receivers like Waddle and, and Tyreek, I understand you're paying. If I have a corner like X, I understand you're paying. If I have a corner like Jalen Ramsey, I understand you're paying him. I mean, Chubb was playing like the pass rusher we all wanted until, you know, the head coach made a boneheaded mistake by leaving him and very a few other players you know, out there at risk in a game that meant nothing because he has zero awareness of, a, of what goes on in a game because he's not very good at managing a game. He's got a fa- fabulous offensive mind. But he is not grounded whatsoever inside a game and knowing everything that's going on. He's too enthralled with his little play calling and he got chubb injured so you know i understand when you got to pay those positions but if i'm going to pay a defensive tackle i need it to be a guy that you're going to absolutely fear and christian wilkins is not the guy that uh not the guy that i fear unfortunately you know so that's why i can't i can't I can't vouch for the contract. I never have. I've told you for months that he was gone. Uh, and I just think that it's just something that we all have to live with because it's exactly now. I get it, dude. 
as I've played this out for you guys, the media has to get sensationalistic about having to trade for Dalvin Cook or Jonathan Taylor because it'll put you over the top. It'll make you a Super Bowl contender. Sensationalism, stupidity. But it sells. You know, it sells. And now it's going to sell. Oh, my God, Christian Wilkins. Oh, they're not paying their own players. Well, actually, they are. They do pay their own players, but they're going to pick and choose who they want to play pay. And if they want to pay X, then they pay X. They don't want to pay Wilkins, they don't pay Wilkins. So what? If they want to pay Tua and they don't want to pay Gesicki, so be it. That's just the way it goes. Right? But they're going to pay their own. I think Zach Sealer is their own, right? They developed him. They paid him. And I'm sure they'll pay Holland. But you got to you gotta pick and choose your battles. And, you know, this whole thing, some guy sent me a, a text. He has to be Cuban. Oh, no, no. Now, now they're not going to pay Hun and they're not going to pay Connor. And I'm like, dude, see, this is the problem. Then you've got the media or whatever these Dolphin podcasters that have zero, zero insight on what's really going on with the team. They just want to get sensationalistic and they want to sell and they want to do the clicks and we're going to do the boring stuff here, dude. We're just going to give you the truth, actually. We're just going to give you the raw honest truth. Raw honest truth is you don't pay this guy. It's not smart. And by the way, I was on record. Just go back and check it out throughout the shows. I said, you know, I'm a big fan of Greer Allen and McKenzie. If you pay Christian Wilkins, I have to question you, I said. So I was on the other side because he's not that guy. And here's where I look at it differently than others. I actually think this is a positive. This opens it up for you to keep a hunt and to keep Connor Williams. And this opens it up for you to be aggressive in free agency. So maybe my thoughts of Derrick Henry can, can possibly happen or Patrick Queen. You know, Patrick Queen picks up five and a half, six sacks a year. That's exactly what Wilkins averages. Let's put his ass in there. That'll help. Van Ginkle, they're going to get him signed. Van Ginkle wants to stay here, dude. What's he going to do? Go to go and join, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bitter in Philadelphia for a season or two or three that he's going to retire? He's not going to be there for his career. He's got an opportunity here to grow for many years. He'll be fine. I'm pretty sure they're going to re-sign most of their guys. But the Christian Wilkins one was too big of a, of a hole. I gave it, the only reason I gave a little, little light to it was this week when they increased the cap $13 million more than they expected. I said, well, maybe they could do a dick move. And if they want to tag him and hold him for a year and then let him go, I can see that maybe. Remember I said that? I can see it, but I, I really don't think he's coming back. And apparently now everybody's now on... Because no media, no media member in town for months was like me saying, he's gone. He's history. He's in the archives because you don't know what I know. So, you know, he made it very clear he was not, uh, he was not happy about not getting his deal last year. Got to move on. Got to let it go. And you got to really look in the mirror and say, do you pay somebody elite money when they're really not an elite player? Do you pay somebody elite money when they're not really a game changer, a guy that the offense game plans for? 
how can I pay you that if you don't put that kind of fear into the offense? Can't do that, bro. I can't do that. I won't do that. And so I think now extra cap space, get rid of that, that $20 million hold number. You got a lot of money. You got an opportunity now. Who's going to be available? I don't know. Listen, I'm not going to get into who's available because let's wait till we find out who gets tagged, who doesn't. We find out who's disgruntled, who's going to get cut that we didn't know. Uh, who's on the trading block? Did you know Tyreek Hill was on the trading block? Because I didn't. None of us did. Okay. McDaniel was surprised by, by Greer coming to his office and say, hey, uh, we can trade for Tyreek. Is that all right with you? Uh, yeah. And that's, by the way, the Tyreek story is getting weirder and weirder and weirder because if he really attacked that woman and broke her leg, you know, first of all, what are you doing even playing physical with a woman? I mean, that's just ridiculous. That, that, that story is getting weird. But anyway, we don't know who's going to become available. So now in the next week here, we're going to find that out. And then we'll, we can talk about free agency and really find out who is available. We're going to find that out. What we, we don't put the cart before the horse, like, like all these, because they need to sell clicks and views and all that kind of crap. By the way, you can make a donation to our show at any time you're watching Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. You can also make a Bitcoin donation, Cash App or Venmo, and you can send your questions, comments, insults there. Okay. And of course, you can send in a super chat there also on YouTube. Uh, I see Daniel Barry was first, NorCal in, Frankie Fresco. Some of the, some of the, I see some of the hardcore names that they might, uh, they might have heard some of the stuff already I've talked about. Some of you guys are new. Some of you haven't caught it because maybe you don't listen to the show a lot or you just listen to a segment or just an interview. But I appreciate all of you out there. Uh, Deshaun, let me see, let me see some names that I, Never see on the chat board. Let's see. Corey Devronica. I never see that name. Uh, let's see. Who else? Johnny Embler. Don't remember ever calling that name out. Pedro Soto. Welcome aboard to some of these new names that I uh, I never see. Sis 007, Sabrina Collier. Hello, hello, hello to the newbies. Or maybe you watch and you never and you never chat. Paul Giancovelli. You have way too much faith in Greer. That's uh that's my problem, not yours, I guess. Uh let's see. BX. Uh the interior of the line will be will be addressed, my brother. I'm not sure why there's so much, you know, panic, but I guess it's kind of what's gone on for 30 years. The Hen, Music Matt 1001, uh, Rick Reyes, uh, Big O, the Mongols are losing their minds over this. Well, that's that's their problem, bro. Uh, Big O, how funny Big O's logic flips when it comes to Tua. There's nothing wrong with Tua, bro. It has nothing to do with Tua. You're, that's your problem, not mine, bro. My problem is Mike McDaniel. 
That's how I see it. Okay. And, you know, my track record, Spooky, is that I see things for the Dolphins a hell of a lot better than you ever have. Okay. In one month of me watching the Dolphins and predicting and telling you what's going on, I've been more accurate in one month than you have in your entire lifetime. So my, my track record says it all, dude. You know, it's not perfect, but it's a hell of a lot better than everybody else in the media the last 30 years. Let's just put it that way. And I'll be bold enough and confident enough to say that. All you got to do is follow the show and you'll see year after year, good or bad. So I deal with it. I deal with the people that disagree with me on Mike Wallace, on, on Tannehill, on Sue, on... A lot of other things that they go crazy on trading X three years ago. You were probably one Spooky Myers. After 10 interceptions, you were, you know, jizzing all over yourself. Oh, no, we got to keep them. And then I said, no, that's now's when you got to trade them. And so it's all good, my brother. Flo getting fired in the middle of a, of a, winning, a winning streak. And you're like, oh, how's he going to get fired? They're winning. And then he gets fired. So it's all good, dude. You know, Wilkins will not be re-signed. Been telling you for months. For months, been telling you. So my track record is there. And when Spooky Myers, you're the guy that the first two years you blamed Tua, and I said it wasn't Tua. It's the people around him. It's the coach. He can't build a staff. In comes Mike McDaniel. Now Tua's numbers get better because you've got a guy that actually understands offense a little bit more. Now, as it comes to a head coach, he's terrible. He has to learn how to manage a game. That's his next step. So he doesn't put Chubb out to risk. So he doesn't put Tua in a terrible position every single time or his offensive lineman or that he gives up on his offense when it's running the ball or whatever it is or he can't win a challenge. It's all right, bro. Spooky, it's all right, dude. I deal with people like you for 34 years. 34 years. Oh, you're a hater because you don't want Ryan Tannehill. Oh, oh, how are you going to say that Joe Philbin's going to be a failure and he hasn't coached one game? You know, it's all good, dude. It's all good. It's there 30-something years of me doing this and 30-something years of me proving the spooky Myers of the world dead ass wrong. It's all good, dude. Oh, Spooky, you're the guy that said Tua can't stay healthy. What did I say last year while we had all the people panicking? Oh, my God, Tua needs to quit football. They don't tell a lifeguard to quit football. They don't tell a policeman to quit football. They don't tell a fireman to quit football, right? No, 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 no. Not at all. They don't give a shit about the FPNL guy that fries his ass on a, on a wire. No, screw that. They don't care about the guy building a skyscraper and falls. No, but Tua needs to quit. And guess what I was saying? Maybe the only media member again like Wilkins. Tua's not injury prone. Tua, watch it. He's hanging on to the ball too long. The five injuries, the two concussions, the two ankle injuries, and the hip injury. 3.85 seconds to 5.1 seconds. I try to add logic to all of this. Just like the Wilkins and Sealer stats. Just like when I ask you, do you game plan for Wilkins? Some of you have never thought about that. And you got to ask yourself, holy shit, 
wow, you really don't game plan for Wilkins. So, Spooky, I deal with this all the time, my brother. There's nothing wrong with Tua at all. Just like the idiots that say, and you're probably one of them, well, he can't win playoff games. He's only been to the playoffs once. One time. That's it. Worst conditions and terribly injured team. Did he play? Well, he sucked. So did the whole team. So did the coach. So did everybody else. I get it. By the way, he did enough to beat Kansas City the first go around. It was Tyreek that lost it all. But that's all right, Spooky Myers. You spin it however you want to spin it, my man. Just like people are spinning it like Tua's been going to the playoffs for 10 years. Like he's been failing in the playoffs year after year like Lamar Jackson, who got to the playoffs with a much more healthier team, a better team, and still can't advance. He can beat a rookie quarterback and a, and a Houston team that was, you know, happy to be here. But every time he faces a real quarterback, he loses. So I, I never hear the same criticism for Lamar Jackson, who fails in the playoffs year after year after year after year. Yet people like you, Spooky Myers, make it sound like two has been going to playoffs for 10 years once. That's it. Can we see if he can actually, you know, go a few times and see what happens? Because, you know, Josh Allen also shits the bet a lot in the playoffs, too. It's it's the double standard. And then the best part, which makes you look stupid, Spooky, you make it sound like the Dolphins produce great quarterbacks all the time. This guy is better than everyone we've ever had outside of Marino. So, you know, that's all right, man. I've been dealing with this for 34 years. And for 34 years, my brother, I end up on top like 90-something percent of the time. So if you want to go against me, you can go ahead and go against me. Okay? Yeah, I'm cocky. Yeah, I'm confident. Yeah, I'm arrogant. Yeah, but it comes from a long-ass track record. Long ass track record. Okay. So I'm the guy that stands there and tells you Vontae Davis is immature on draft day. And I get booed. And I bet you out of the 268 people, there was at least one of you in the building at the stadium that day for Vontae Davis. And maybe you were one of the ones that actually booed me. When they turned to me and said, what do you think about Vontae Davis? I said, he can play, but he's got maturity issues. And then I'm called the hater. But no, it's just the facts. And then you find out he has maturity issues. He can play, like I said, but he's got maturity issues. Been dealing with this for 34 years, dude. So it's all good, man. You guys don't want to believe in Tua? That's fine. I see what the problem is, and it's Mike McDaniel. And as fabulous as a mind he has for offense and play designing he is completely unorganized as a head coach and that has to get drastically better if the dolphins are ever going to get on top look the last two years he's gotten a break they've been so injury riddled it's really hard okay they, they it's a miracle they've done what they've done as injury riddled as they've been they need some luck this year that would be nice so we can really get a good feel for everything but hopefully mcdaniel will will fix, drastically fix his mistakes.
Okay. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Two has gone now through two coaches. You blame now for flowing. Blame our coaches. Well, hey, bro, if the coach needs the blame, the coach needs the blame. And I love Mike McDaniel. I want him to succeed. But, brother, he has a lot to learn. Oh, my God, he has a lot to learn. He is bad. He is horrible on game day. It's one of the worst I've ever seen. He has to get a lot better. Uh, Let's see. I agree. Tua is not the guy, but he's been the best QB since Marino. It's just the, it, the stupidity is, and the ignorance and the, and the fact that you, you look like a moron. Like, you think you're going to go get somebody better, like, right away. Like, that, that, that sounds so freaking stupid. This guy was in the MVP race the last two years. That's never been – no none of our quarterbacks are ever even – the only thing they see in MVP race is when they read about it. You got to have Marino to be in an MVP race. Everything else in between. Are you kidding me, dude? So, yeah, it's like everything. You got to build it and build it the right way. That's all. You know, it's like when I got all the stupidity about Jordan Love and I explained it to you. And the same thing with CJ. And I explained it to you. Would you go look at what they're doing? They're running the hell out of the football. They're helping the kids. Because that's what you're supposed to do. What they do with Josh Allen? They ran the hell out of the football. What is it that they don't do here in Miami enough? Run the hell out of the football. Because that's what you're supposed to do. I keep telling you, this guy, Mike McDaniel, is playing Tua like he's Marino. And Tua, in his dreams, can't be Marino. The way McDaniel's playing Tua is the way you can play Mahomes and Burrow. And that's and and with Burrow, I'd be very careful because he can't stay healthy. He's really injury prone. Okay. So I don't know what to tell you on that. There's there's no quarter outside of those two, there's no quarterback in the league that can play the way McDaniel wants Tua to play. There's two guys that I would try it with. That's it. It's over. He needs to learn how to play more play action. He needs to run more, a lot more, and then that'll make the passing game that much more dangerous. And get the and get and finally get the tight end. So get the receiver, get the tight end, get the running game going. You know, get a little Derrick Henry action, and you'll start to fix things, and it'll it'll bring more balance. If you watch what goes on, if you run, that's why Purdy's so successful, because he's got the guy in the back that can run and catch. He's got a monster in the back that is just an absolute difference maker. And that you, you, you need that. And Miami does not dedicate themselves enough. And that's what pisses me off that you part of a, a, the genius of any coach is looking at a player going, you can do this, but you can't do that. So I'm going to make you do this, 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 never this, this, and this. And that's not what McDaniel's not good at that. It's like you have Mike Kosicki, right? Okay, he doesn't block. Okay, I don't give a shit. I don't care if he doesn't block. All right? That's Omar's problem and everybody else's problem with it. Okay? Aronde Gadsden, you knew what was coming and you weren't going to stop it. And I could have done the same shit with Kosicki and Mike McDaniel is stubborn and ignorant 
to a point that doesn't put a guy that caught 70 balls the year before with an idiot in, in flow that knows nothing about offense. And even in the Baltimore game, when they came back and beat the Ravens down by 21, and you watch Kisicki high point the ball, and you're like, you know, the light never went on with Mike, Mike McDaniel. Like, maybe I should do that more often. Aronde Gadsden ran at half the speed of Mike Kosicki. Half the speed. Okay? Snails can get in a race with Aronde Gadsden and feel like, hey, I tried. I, I hung in there. Snails. And Aronde was on the field. You knew exactly what was going to happen. High point the ball, and it was over. You were going to lose. Aronde was going to win that 80-20. Right? Am I right or am I right? You think he could do the same shit. Part of a coach is understanding what you have and then using it the proper way. And I don't think he does a good job of that. Just don't. Don't think he does a good job of spreading the ball around either. Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. True Fin Fan says, you know, I never liked Fangio or McDaniel. Um, I'm not giving up on McDaniel. McDaniel's just young. So the 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 Fangio stuff, I mean, listen, at the moment you needed a defensive coordinator. He's a hell of a defensive coordinator, but he's old. He's kind of set in his ways, and he wanted to go to Philly and be with the family, and it wasn't available last year, and it is what it is. Whatever, bro, you move on. I, I like this Weaver guy. But, again, I'm guys, to me, the defensive coordinators haven't been the issue here. Okay, it's more about McDaniel, you know, figuring shit out. Um, true fin fan again. I never wanted to pay Wilkins more than Sealer. Yeah, well, you were you were one of those. That's right. Pedro Farias, thank you for the love on the super chat. Also, like true fin fan. Big O, happy Sunday, and you've been on point with the Miami Dolphins moves. If you're a regular listener, Big O talks facts and not BS. Appreciate you, Big O. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Edward says you're 100% right. He is no Lawrence Taylor. He is a very good teammate, a good player, not a hall of famer. Right. And he wants, you know, elite money, bro. And I'm sorry. I cannot pay Christian Wilkins that kind of money. He's a fantastic player. You know, when Holland comes up, he's an elite safety. So whatever the market is, he's going to ask for right around the top and you should give it to him. You know what I'm saying? But that's different. You know what I mean? Nobody ever says Christian Wilkins is one of the three best defensive tackles in all of pro football. Nobody ever says that. Ever. They don't put him in the top five. I don't even know if they'll put him in the top ten. He might struggle to even get into the top ten. Can't pay that, dude. You, you just can't pay that. And it just doesn't make sense. And to me, that's where I look at this situation and say, you know, something's got to give. And unfortunately, this is it. You part ways with the guy and you'll get your third round compensatory pick, I would imagine, because somebody will give him a decent contract. It'll be interesting to see what the market bears now for him. We'll see. We'll see. 
Uh, Big O is the Dolphins offensive coordinator needs to have full control of the plays and not Mike McDaniel. Well, that's not going to happen. He's stubborn and set in his ways. McDaniel will be the guy, so let's move on with that. What he should get is a game strategist. Did you see what she, I, we talked about it on our show? Sean McVay hired a, a game strategist because he has he admits that he has a problem managing the entire game and he makes mistakes like McDaniel does a whole ton. So he needs a game strategist. I, I, maybe they have one, and I don't know about it, but he desperately needs a game strategist. Desperately, bro. He is really, really bad. And I want McDaniel to figure it out. You know why? Because I think he has the potential to be really, really, really good. And that's that's where, you know, I have I, I have a frustration with this because I really love his offensive mind. I love his personality, but I don't love the undisciplined nature of his team. I, I can't have that. I just can't have that because you're not going to win. Even in the Kansas City game, how many pre-snap penalties? How many third and sevens or eights turned into third and twelves and fifteens? You know, like it happened too much. And I'm sorry, that's you. That's on you. Your team not maintaining its composure. Your, your team not having discipline, like you don't have any discipline on the sidelines. You can't get in a play on time. You can't win a challenge. You, you're not aware of the clock, where the game is, and where you have to take out your players. You know? I'll be and 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 speaking of that, yeah, we'll be uh we'll be doing a nice rip job for Tata tomorrow on the show. Uh anyway, uh John C. Thank you for the love on the super chat, sir. Very nice of you. Need to add passes to our running backs downfield. Yes, sir. A ton. Teams are going to jam wide receivers because they know we want the ball out in two seconds, not screens behind the line. That's an adjustment that he doesn't make. He doesn't pass to the wide to the running backs. He doesn't use the tight end enough. He refused to put Gesicki as a high point guy. And the second I would have gotten Chase Claypool, the, the, the first week available, I would have already had a small package for him and all red zone fade patterns. The second I signed Claypool, after every practice, Tua and Claypool are just throwing fades, bro. For 20 minutes, fades, fades, fades. That's what I'm doing. Then I'm bringing in the backup quarterback for another 10 minutes. Fades, fades, fades. That's what I would have done. Where is it with McDaniel? Why the hell did you? So the front office makes a really nice move for a guy that has a skill set you need, but your dumb ass can't get him in the offense like Gesicki? And don't tell me you can't because Brian Flores didn't like Gesicki, and yet he threw him the ball 70 times. Fun fact for you out there. He wasn't really a Gesicki fan either. He wanted his Boston College guy to succeed. And that didn't happen. Uh, Edward Thurston Howe, thank you for the love on the super chat, sir. Draft nose tackle Leonard from the U, four years on a rookie contract. That could be, that, that could happen. That could happen. Big O, you're not mentioning the 
Capop Capopolis. Is that the Capopolix or whatever? Is that the one that is that that's uh that's Omar's uh term for it? Yeah, that's <laughs> I love Omar, but yeah, he's dead ass wrong. Uh, they were all everybody that wrote about a cap crisis was dead wrong from the get go. They were get wrong and they didn't. Re Anyways, from Omar, it's just hilarious. The guy that goes from years of saying the cap doesn't matter and it's fake to now it's like a crisis. <laughs> uh, the 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 all the the Hall of Fame waffler of all time is my man Omar Kelly from from the salary cap not mattering a damn thing. It's fake this that to now trying to sell you that. The cap is, oh, my God, it's a crisis, and it's going to be over for the Dolphins, and it's going to be impossible to move on and all that. Yeah, that's funny, dude. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, they're, uh, they're not losing, Hunt. I don't know who told you that. Oh, uh, so wait a minute. So you're listening to the people that told you they were going to sign or tag Wilkins that they're losing Hunt now? Is that, that what you're doing, Troy? Right, Troy? Because nobody said Hunt and Wilkins were gone. Nobody. Nobody put it out. No media member last week, last month, three months ago, wrote, find it for me. Wilkins is gone. Find it for me. Please find me a media member that put, like I did, no absolutes on it. Wilkins is gone. Not one, my brother. Not one. They all took the waffling, uh, fencing, well, he's a good player. They should sign him. If not, they should tag him. Nobody came out opinionated, like yours truly, not one, and said, Wilkins is not coming back. Don't bother with it. Not getting tagged, not getting his contract. Nobody. So, who are you listening to, my man? Because obviously, Troy, you know how to get bad information because your takes are the fucking worst on a consistent basis. I, in fact, I don't even know why I keep reading your takes. Seriously, I don't know why I keep reading your takes. It's amazing why I keep reading your takes. Seriously, who are you listening to? Who's saying that Wilkins and Hunt are gone when I guarantee you that that media person never said Wilkins was gone? Oh, now? Oh, now? now after Jeremy Fowler? Or maybe they should have said it now after Orlando Alzigari. It's amazing, dude. Anyway. Uh, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the key. Beat the fins, jam the wide receivers, throw the timing off. Well, that again, that no, no, it's not my brother. That's on the head coach. If you know, you have Oompa Loompa. Okay. So, all right. So if you know, you have Oompa Loompa receivers and you see the guys getting jammed, why do you continue call plays there? Why do you not adjust? And if, and if Tyreek is being covered by two or three guys out in the open field, what does simple math tell you? Okay. And as I've said, if you want me to critique Tua, here's how I would critique Tua this year. One, he forced the ball too many times because of the head coach, and that ended up in, in interceptions. Like, the, like right before the uh, half against the Ravens, when you're moving the ball and you're under 40, 
And there was no reason to hurry up that play, and it ended up becoming an interception. It's stupid. You're not an organized offense in the first place. Who the hell do you think you are to start playing, you know, hurry up offense and shit like that? So it's just stupid. Again, bad management by a coach that doesn't understand his own team and put his own team in terrible position. So my critique of Tua was that the one thing I would tell you, like I critiqued him last year, that while some of you were talking about he can't stay healthy, I said he needs to get rid of the football. He's fine. You just got to get rid of the football. This year, I would say you're listening too much to your coach and you made too many dumb decisions and you threw too many interceptions. That's my critique of Tua. And my other critique of him is he needs to start thinking for himself a little bit more. And he has to understand that the guy on the sidelines doesn't really have a total grasp of what he needs to do. So he has to pull a little bit of Marino. Now it takes cojones to constantly be, you know, when Don Shula sends in a play and you look at it and you go, F that guys were doing this. And then, you know, the old man's going to be pissed. Now, the old man's going to give you a break because Shula, while Shula was a hard ass, if you were productive and you were doing, you know, if you did something against his will and it turned out well, he'll still be pissed, but he'll understand he'll let you get away with it. So I don't know. My problem, as I've mentioned this before, Tua has the Russell Wilson disease that you're in the Super Bowl and the play comes in a pass in the end zone. Meanwhile, Marshawn Lynch is just gouging them. At that moment, you're supposed to say, bro, Pete Carroll's out of his mind. Uh, no, hey, guys, yeah, let, let, you don't even say anything to the, to the team because you don't even want to create anything, any kind of you're – the, you're the leader. What you do is kind of like parents. You know, you got problems, this, that, whatever. You keep it away from your kids and all that. You want them to be kids and enjoy their lives and all that. And you take your you – know, that's what you do at that moment as a – you hear it, and in your mind you're like, F that, I'm not running that. And you call a run play for Marshawn Lynch and you win the Super Bowl. And then after when Pete Carroll's pissed or whatever and you're celebrating the Super Bowl, hey, coach, I'm sorry, that was a wrong call. You got to be your own man at times. And Russell Wilson is not that, unfortunately, and neither is Tua. Tua listens to his coach a little too much. And sometimes your instructor, your teacher, your coach, your parent, your loved one, your brother, your cousin, they can give you advice. They can give you directions. And maybe a lot of times they're right, but they're not always going to be right. And you have to have that moment in your gut when you go against the grain and you say, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. I'm not doing that. And Tua doesn't have that in him. Like a lot of quarterbacks, by the way. Uh, but especially Tua is such a, a, a decent human being that I don't know if he has a lot of that in him, but he's going to have to do it. You know, like that moment he threw that interception, he went to the sidelines and he told Saban, Hey, don't worry about it. I needed a little more space to, to you know work with or whatever and and and, you know Saban's like freaking out or whatever and we'll get it back or whatever and so you're gonna have to have that those Joe Cool moments with Mike McDaniel I don't know if he can do it or not but that's something that's that that that's part of his development that I think he needs because he has to understand okay his bad decisions are leading to my turnovers 
So I got to stop making stupid decisions by listening to stupid decisions. Right? Okay? That's kind of the way it goes. So that would be my criticism of Tua. That, that he needs to be thinking for himself a little bit more out there on the field. And, and then that I think he will be more successful. I think the team will be more successful. And he needs to be a little bit more independent. You know, that would be my criticism. But outside of that, I got no problem. Pay him. Let's move on. Uh, build it right around him. Let's get the running game going. Even more, add a power element to this running game because Mostert is not a power runner. So you need a little bit more punishing and then you, you know, a, a thunder and lightning. You got no thunder. You got all the lightning in the world right now with Mostert and HN. Okay. You got lightning up the ass. Now you need some thunder and, and Brooks can be your backup thunder. It's not, it's not fair to put him as the lead thunder, but Derek Henry can be your lead thunder. Okay. Can you imagine having those two in the backfield where you like fake to one, they bite to the one side thinking it's Henry and you hand it off to Moser and he's gone to the other edge. And just, there's so many things you can do. Fake it to Henry. They suck in, toss it out to Moser. You know, uh, it's just, and then feed it to Henry and just pound the shit out of him on a consistent basis. I, I just feel like Derek Henry would be the perfect balance for this team. Besides re-signing, you know, your offensive lineman. So, here we go. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Tom Brady said the exact thing, Big O. He told Steve Young on a podcast that today's quarterbacks are playing checkers, not chess, suggesting quarterbacks need to run more on questionable play calling. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, Dan Marino is a great human being, too. Yes, yes, but th that's not the point. That's... What, what are you, like a little butthurt bitch or something, bro? Did somebody say that Dan Marino was bad or something? But Dan Marino is a badass. He has an edge to him that Tua does not have. You know? Dan Marino will tell you, F you. Anyone. Doesn't matter who. Okay? And if you can't get that, my brother, then you don't get it. You know? Uh, Big O, why do people want McDaniel fought? Well, no, that's ridiculous. Dude, fans are fans, and they're fanatical, and they don't really think logical. And, you know, get rid of Tua, fire McDaniel, get rid of Greer. It's like we're, 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 we're in the best stretch of, of talent that we've had in a while. It's just really kind of finding the, the right head coach to tweak everything. So couldn't get uh couldn't get flow right they have to fix this and and get this mcdaniel thing right you know so that's it it's really more about the coach than anything else and that's because he's young and he's got you know he's got to grow up we'll see what happens we'll see what happens all right folks we are out of here we will uh see you tomorrow morning all right we'll see you at 10 a.m same time, same place, same bat channel. This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines.